0: Welcome to Postscript and the American Society for Pharmacy Law's podcast. My name is Henry Hine and I'll be your host here today. The American Society for Pharmacy Law, ASPL, has an annual conference in the fall entitled Developments in Pharmacy Law. We focus with presenters, experts, speakers, all providing the latest and most important developments in pharmacy law each and every year. We have over two dozen speakers this year, as last. And the conference is being held November 2nd through 5th in San Antonio, Texas. All are welcome. Attendees can receive up to 15 hours of CE for Pharmacy, up to 15 hours of CE for Law, and if you want both, you can get 15 hours each, Pharmacy and Law. Registration for the conference is available at ASPL.org. In this podcast series, we feature a few of the conference speakers with two goals in mind. First, we like to allow them to enlarge upon their uh, past and where they are now in their careers. We have found that some of our uh, pharmacists and attorneys and others, our members like to find out how you got to where you are and uh, what's going on there. And so uh, sometimes that paragraph that you see in the agenda describing the speaker is just not enough. So we give the opportunity for the speaker to to enlarge on that. And the other reason is just to give a little tidbit, a little bit about what they're going to speak about, um, maybe to entice some people to come to our conference. So today, we are honored to have uh, Larry Cody. Um, he is coming in here today. Larry, are you there? I'm here, Henry. How are you, sir? Ah, we're good. We're good. Um, actually, this morning, I woke up with a little bit of the allergy dripping, so hopefully I don't cough it up here, but... Um, That aside, um, you're coming to speak with us. Um, What is your position today? What do you do?
1: So I'm wearing two hats right now, Henry. I am the chief compliance officer at Smith Drug Company, which is a uh, DEA registered pharmaceutical wholesaler. So they provide, you know, pharmaceutical products and, and other items to pharmacies throughout most of the country. And I also am the CEO of a controlled substance compliance software solution that assists uh, wholesalers and pharmacies with, with some of their compliance obligations.
0: So I stay busy these days. All right. And how how did you come by being where you are uh, through your years of service?
1: Well, you know, I, I grew up in upstate New York, a uh, city called Schenectady, town of Rotterdam. Um, say that five times fast. Uh, my father was a police officer and, and that's, you know, I always go back to that as uh, probably the influence on me for for public service and ultimately joining the government in, in the military. Uh, I joined the army when I was in, in college and I was commissioned shortly after college and then I went to law school. Shortly after law school, I moved down to the Washington, D.C. area, and, and after a, a, a bit of time, I was able to get up my foot in the door at the Department of Justice, and that really kind of set my my career in motion. I had some really neat opportunities at the Department of Justice. I was at the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. prosecuting domestic violence and sex offense cases. I did a stint at the White House Counsel's Office at the White House, in the ethics department there, working on um, public financial disclosure reports for Senate-confirmed individuals and other ethics issues. But the the big opportunity for me was was landing a job at the Drug Enforcement Administration. And that that's where I think, first time in my career, I really found my niche in, in sort of the area of law that, that um, excited me the most and was the most professionally rewarding. And so I spent Five or six years at the Drug Enforcement Administration. I had a fantastic uh, personal and professional mentor named Lyndon Barber, who um, really helped mold me into into a controlled substance compliance and, and litigation attorney. And took that to private practice with a national law firm for several years, and I went out on my own. and And now I'm I'm at where I'm at. And I'm probably one of the few practicing attorneys, or was one of the few practicing attorneys with with the the level of expertise in this field, which which just makes it, you know, even more fun. You you, you talk to a lot of people about a lot of things that that you wouldn't ordinarily uh, come across, and uh, just made me a better attorney and made me a more effective attorney for for my
0: clients and, and now for for the companies that I represent. Wow! So that's amazing. So. If I heard in there, there was a software, software to help comply with controlled substances laws and stuff.
1: When I was in private practice, I was surprised by the lack of resources that companies have, at, at least externally, to to help support their compliance needs. And so after, you know, a few years of, of thinking about it and going back and forth on it, I decided to... Uh, to create a a software platform that assists it primarily analyzes dispensing data right now. There's going to be additional iterations coming off of that in in the near future, but, um, you know, it kind of helps pharmacies with the low hanging fruit, which is analyzing their own data. And that was something that I've seen. And I still see today that, that pharmacies failed to do. And, And I think if they were more proactive about that, um, they would certainly limit or mitigate their risks of regulatory action and, and more importantly, protect the public health and safety from
0: the the misuse and abuse of, of some of these controlled substances that are being dispatched. That's amazing. That's really great. Larry, let's move on to uh you're you're coming and you're presenting at our conference this year. I see the title of your presentation is Adapting to the New Normal. Practical tips for exercising corresponding responsibility in an ever-changing environment so can you give us just a little tidbit of of that presentation at this time
1: yeah absolutely Henry so I, I've spoken at this conference out and off for the past 10 or eleven years now and you know my goal is is always the same which is to share what I know with with the audience in terms of what's recent what's how how's dea how are the state regulators looking at controlled substance issues right now what's new what's on the horizon in terms of regulations and you know what are the the big things that are going to be impacting pharmacies from a regulatory standpoint you know in the next year or so 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 that's a, a it's a wordy title I, I think i would cut it back to you know an update on controlled substances and and how to implement some changes in your pharmacies to to stay abreast of your regulatory options.
0: We did have a case last year or the year before, uh, I think U.S. versus Rowan, maybe. Um, that that does that you know come in at all in your presentation this year?
1: It, it it probably won't come in as much this year as it would have in the past. I think that's um, while that issue is still out there in terms of what to or what level a pharmacist is held responsible for, for for dispensing. There's been additional litigation on that issue that I think might provide us guidance in the future. So I, I always touch on on that case just to to remind folks that it's out there. But I think there's a lot of regulatory changes coming about from DEA that are very recent that I'd probably focus more of my time on, which is Kind of why, even though it's due this week, I think my, my presentation is not yet finalized. I like to wait to the last minute because there is always a lot of, a lot of changes at the last
0: minute and n- new items to bring up. Well, that's great because that, that case came down and it was of interest to our people, and, and it's great if we can update it with whatever regs are coming down in compared to that case because the corresponding responsibility is kind of connected to that case, uh, objective or subjective or however people were looking at that. Absolutely. Let's move on. We really welcome you to come back and, and present again. Um, would you like to provide any contact information for our listeners if they might want to get a hold of you? Some people like to give out an email or a phone or a LinkedIn connection or would you like to provide uh, any way people can contact? Sure.
1: Well, of course, I'm, I'm on I'm on LinkedIn. Search under my name Larry Cody, you'll you'll find me. My email address is Larry at CSS or the easier one, lcody at smithdrug.com. So if Feel free to reach out through any of those means, and I'm, I'm happy to, to answer questions or, or provide more insight
0: on, on the presentation. All right. Well, uh, we do thank you for coming on board here today. And we want to thank our listeners here to PostScript, the American Society for Pharmacy Laws podcast, for reminding again we have our fall conference coming up Developments in Pharmacy Law. It's November 2 through 5 in San Antonio, Texas this year. Um, if you want to see the agenda, and or register for the conference, you can go to ASBL.org. This is Henry Hine, your host, and we thank you for listening.